Shut up and sit down. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. As always, we want to take a moment to remind you why you are here listening to us today. If you're investing your valuable time into our podcast, it's because you understand the truth behind Albert Einstein's words. Problems cannot be solved by the same level of thinking that created them. So if you want to find financial freedom, make more money, quit your current 9-to-5 job, or if you want to increase your bottom line, be a better investor, or be a better business owner, then you must follow the number one rule in business, which is be of service to others. Business Bros would love to help you maximize your profits by helping you find ways to be of service to more people alongside our entrepreneurs and the Money Coaching Club, a.k.a. E equals MC squared. So please join the conversation on Twitter at Business Bros Pod and visit our website www.csfirst.com. That's S I A S F I R S T dot com. And as you listen today, remind yourself of these three questions regarding today's topic. Why did you get into business in the first place? What if you found a way to implement what we're talking about today? And how can you take advantage of the information that you do here today? By scheduling your free coaching call again today today so uh i don't know if you've noticed but the markets are changing markets are definitely changing i love some uh some cycles here come and do right yeah yeah you know markets are cyclical they go up they go down they go up they go down but you know what's been going up our twitter conversations our interactions on twitter and of course our twitter following so make sure you jump on twitter at business bros pod so i want to give a shout out to bonnie at posh notion she does t-shirts by the way so if you need a t-shirt hop on she listened to seriously it's that easy that episode and uh she says just finished the episode and all i can say is wow it's really that easy thanks guys for reminding me of how i got started and to go back to the basics i've definitely been overcomplicating things hashtag Pass the positivity, hashtag crushing it my way. I love that last one. Right? Crushing it my way. So thanks, Bonnie, for joining the conversation and, uh, you know, being on Twitter, being a part of the conversation just in general, putting yourself out there makes a big difference when trying to send your message, getting in front of more people, telling them what it is you do. So we are considering getting our t-shirts done, by the way, because we wanted to get t-shirts done that say, shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. So uh, we'll be contacting Bonnie here very shortly. Yeah. Get out there, get in front of more people, tell them what it is you do, and the business will come your way. It's a miracle how that that works, right? Seriously, it's that easy. I love it. We keep going back to that. All right. So changing markets, good or bad? Depends on which side of the market you're on, right? I guess, man. I mean, markets move in cycles anyways, right? They definitely do. I mean, we have up and down markets all the time. I mean, we have stock markets. We have real estate markets. Those are our two big ones for us. And I don't know. I don't remember about stock markets, but I know real estate's usually about 10-year cycles. Stock market, probably about the same. Uh, I would say five. And five years five, yeah. I mean, we've had some Typically. major stock crashes, right, in our well, lifetime? yeah, sure. I mean, uh, what was it? 07 was the biggest one, and uh, there was the other one in 87. Uh, there was the dot-com boost that was in the 90s. That was there a was, bust more, right? Uh, there, there was, was a the boost Enron. and a bust. Yeah, uh, boost and a bust, sorry. There was the Enron. Um, 
that's just you know a few off the top of my head. Yeah, so. and and if you're talking about real estate, I mean we're here in San Diego, so I remember when mom and dad bought their house in like '96 or mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I mean they paid 130 thousand. I remember that for that yeah. three bedroom two bath in uh, San Diego. That was pretty cheap, right? Yeah, that then, was uh, uh, what '98, 20 years, something like that. '98, '96, something like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but 20 years ago, right? And then 2007. 2008, I bought a condo in San Diego for 77. Same condo today is mm-hmm. going to sell for 300. Like 300 grand, right? Yep. I mean, mom and dad's old homes probably up closer to 400, 450, somewhere around there. Probably, yeah. So, you know, I mean, these cycles go up and down, right? I mean, they, they just, they're cyclical. And right now we're heading towards the end of a high run on the real estate side. Right. Right. And we're, it, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, there's very, everybody knows that a shift is coming. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that a change is in the horizon, right? That things mm-hmm. are already changing. Nobody knows what the extent is. Is it going to be as bad as the 2007 crash? Probably not. But honestly, we don't know. It could be. We have no idea. You know, once once the snowball starts going downhill, who's to say it's going to stop? But we did do some episodes on this exact topic, if you want to go back and listen to some of those. That's true. We did. So, you know, they're, they're, the point is that these markets are changing and there are there's money that's going to end up changing hands, right? Money right. doesn't get lost. It just changes hands. It just changes hands. I always love that little saying. Right? You got to be prepared on either side. So what goes up must come down. Right? Eventually. 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 I mean, if you think about it, you're looking at uh, something like the stock market, and it has been going up and up and up. It's been a nine-year bull market. I mean, and not that we have a, an exact crystal ball, but what do you think is going to be the... Uh, the pop what is going to be the pop oh man well it's debt is what it is it's debt whether the last time it was uh the subprime mortgages and we're seeing that there are getting looser and looser lending standards yeah right um so i think that that will be part of it uh, there are also a ton of other loans that are, uh, what do we say? They are, I'm just going to call it out for what it is, student loans. Yeah. Student loans is another one that, uh, you know, but it's all money, what, to the government? Who's, yeah. So who's providing these loans? It's, it's hard gonna, to say, right? What What's, I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. Student loans is going to be one of those bubbles that when it pops, it's boy, pop. is it going to pop. Mm-hmm. But how and when? Right. I mean, How technically, if, if we're paying the government, it's one of those types of debts, one of the only types of debts that you can't bankrupt away. Right. Right. So how does it how does it pop? How does it pop? I don't know. That's I mean, that's a big question, right? That's one. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, our our country's uh, the, 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 the debt. What's that called? <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the the overall econ- economic debt, the trillions yeah, of dollars, yeah, the trillions and trillions of dollars that we owe to China and everybody else. It's you know going to start causing trade wars and all this and that. And so, I mean, we, and that's kind of the thing, right? When 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 markets are changing, we always want to try to look forward and see what's going to happen. I mean, hopefully, it's just something that's economic and it only deals with money, right? But you're right; it could lead to major actual conflicts, right? Yeah. Actual disasters. We're talking bombings. You could be in country, you know, country to country warfare or worse cyber attacks, mm-hmm. right? I mean, well, not worse. Maybe nobody will die on cyber attack, but <laughs> I mean, we could still, you know. No, but I mean, it's possible anything, that, you know, uh, 
you know, all kinds of, of even political landscapes could be changed on cyber attacks too. That's absolutely true. So, I mean, just kind of keeping your eye on what's going on, keeping, you know, your finger on the pulse and seeing what types of things are going to happen when the market changes kind of helps prepare you for, you know, the, the real bad doom and gloom. Prepare for the worst and hope for the best, right? Yep. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So, Always. What kind of bad news do we normally get when markets change? Well, the first thing is the the companies that are providing all the jobs start going belly up. They do. Right? They do. And what happens when those companies start going belly up? People lose jobs. People start to lose their jobs. Right? And and that's one of those things that we always say, you know, we preach all the time, right? It's not your boss's job to make you rich. Nope. Matter of fact, it's your boss's job just to pay you just enough so you complain but don't go anywhere. Right. I mean, if you're if that's where you are at at your job, if you're looking at why don't I get a raise or I deserve a raise, but you're you know, you're you're there complaining but you're not walking away from the job, then they're they're paying you exactly what you're worth. Essentially. Well, what you've decided you're worth, right? Well, when you decide and agree upon it, that's what you're worth. Uh-huh. I bought your life for a penny. Right? When a when a when a when a buyer and a seller agree to a price, that's value. There you go. You are selling your services and your employer is buying. So if that employer ends up going belly up, you lose your job. Yep. Right? Businesses themselves dry up. So if you've been self-employed and you've been consistently getting, you know, your business from a company that's been providing a good contract for you and that company goes under. You're done, son. You're done, son. You better have other spokes, right? Right. People tend to have less disposable income. Well, yeah, they don't have jobs and they're running out of money. They're living on off of their savings yeah well one of those things that i look at when I, when we talk about disposable income is gas prices i mean we live in mm. california oh yeah right california gas prices are through the roof we're almost at Painful. four bucks again yep and the last time i remember when the economy took a dump right when things were changing we were close to four bucks maybe even a little over four dollars a gallon mm-hmm. so you know when you talk about disposable income if if i have to fill up my gas tank with a hundred dollars when it used to cost me sixty dollars or you know if smaller cars right it used to cost me 20 bucks to fill up now i'm spending fifty dollars to fill up that's extra money that i don't have to spend at 7-eleven or at the little local restaurant or at whatever other small business name your small business right so less disposable income if we're using our income for necessities then we're not funding these other small businesses and it's like a spiral effect when things start to go bad what happens when you have less disposable income and you own a home you can end up not paying your mortgage, you got to decide whether you're going to eat some food mm-hmm. or whether you're going to pay your mortgage. You're going <laughs> to pay your car payment or you're going to pay your your mortgage payment or your rent. So we start getting into things like foreclosures and short sales because people tend to walk away. You know, it's funny because in real estate, especially when people put less money down, right? Let's say I, I end up getting a a home and like right now, for example, cost me three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. Is a first-time home buyer, right? Right. Uh, with an FHA loan. Not just that. There are some programs where I can even borrow the three and a half percent. Heard that, yeah. So, or get it as a gift, right? So, oh, that's dangerous. So, in other words, I can come in and get a home putting no money down, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Right. And if the market goes upside down and all of a sudden I owe, I don't have any equity, mm-hmm. I may not feel so obliged to make that monthly payment. Yeah, I may feel like, you know what? I got no skin in this game. I'm going to walk away. 
Right. A lot of people did that in 2007, right? And there was a lot of foreclosures, a lot of short sales that happened. That could be another scenario that we can see when the market tanks on the downside. It could be. It could be. I mean, we had that conversation and that's definitely something that lenders are looking out for this time, though. Yeah. You know, they they put in a lot of new rules in place to try and prevent that kind of stuff from, from happening. But it's still very, very possible. I mean, it's possible that, it, you know, it's kind of like a, the, uh, well, I, I can't forget, I forget, uh, Louis C.K., right? Huh. When he's talking about having negative money in his bank account. He's like, I'm not trying to, you know, mess with you. I just don't have money. I can't pay you because I don't have it. I have negative money. I can't even afford free, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, that might be a situation that people are going to be going through with if they lose their job, right? right? It's not that they don't want to be in the house. I mean, it's possible that they want to walk away, but it might be possible that they can't afford to make the payment, right? And so, you know, can't no even matter afford free. Right, can't even afford free. So it doesn't matter if the bank has something in place. If you can't afford to make the payment, the bank still needs to recover its asset, which is the amount that they lent you, and they're going to do that by taking back the property. That's right. the foreclosure process, yep. right? Yep. What about 401ks and IRAs? Oh yeah, when the market drops, those start getting wiped out. Can you imagine, dude? Can you imagine 2007, right? You are let's say 65 years old. And you put away this like really nice nest egg. I don't know, two million dollar nest two million dollar nest egg. And you're like, yes, I've been working for the past 30, 40 years for this, and so happy. Like I'm gonna retire and I'm gonna be comfortable. And one and week then later, one week later, boom. Six months later, whatever it was, gone, gone. That would you're suck, down to like five hundred thousand dollars in your four hundred one k. All of a sudden, you can't retire. And all of a sudden you're done. You can't retire. Right back to work. And and that's that's I mean, these are the types of things. These are I know we we really took the mood on this one really low. Yeah, long. I know, right? Right? But these are the down things. These are the bad sides of what happens when a market shifts, right? I mean, having that sensation, that feeling, we want to make sure that you understand the negative side effects of a downward market because these are the things that you are going to feel again if you do not prepare yourself for a shifting market. We're about to hit. We're in a shifting market. You ride your bike. You go up a hill, and then you get to the top, or a roller coaster, right? You get to the top, mm -hmm. and then you're about to hit that downward cycle, right? It's like a free fall. Like, no gravity exists at this point. You don't know whether you're going up. You don't know whether you're going down. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at in this market, right? Where there is a change. It could be a very subtle, small change, and then we're leveling out or something. I don't know. But a change is here. And if you want to avoid feeling that job loss, your business drying up, you having less disposable income, part uh, maybe facing foreclosure, your stock portfolio dipping. I mean, these are all negative side effects. Mm -hmm. These are the bad news. But you need to prepare yourself. So let's talk about some good news. What happens when a market changes if you have a different point of view? If you have a different point of view, well, what does this note of yours mean? More qualified people are available. Ooh, well, if I have a business and I need to hire people ah. in a downward market, there are more people available because they need work, and I'm going to find higher quality people. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, because they just lost their job from wherever. So when I put out an ad on Monster saying I'm hiring, I'm going to get more applicants Monster with 
Is that even a thing anymore? Monster.com? I'm not sure if it's a thing anymore, but people I think nowadays are using Indeed. Okay, Indeed. Whatever it is. (laughs) There you go. So, Craigslist. Craigslist. There you go. Looking for cool ass people. Yeah, looking for cool ass people. We literally put a job app, a job uh, posting like that, looking for cool ass people. Because we only want to work with cool people, anyways. This is a fact. So, you know, if you weren't cool, then don't even bother replying, first of all. So, anyways, ridiculous. So, but when we do when we do look for employment, now all of a sudden we get multiple applicants. Right. Not only that, they have high education level, or mm-hmm. they have years of experience. Right. So you get your pickings at that point. So this is another way of looking at something, right? So if your business is drying up, well, the other way of thinking about it is, well, I've cut my expenses. I've uh, put a nest egg away to go through these times. I've set up my spokes so that I'm not dependent on this one company. I have multiple companies coming in. So if some dry up, I'm still good, Mm -hmm. right? I've set myself up. I prepared my business for this downturn in the economy. Now I'm ready to expand because remember, money doesn't disappear. It just changes hands. So if you're the one in the bad news section, your money's disappearing to you, but where's it going? It's going to someone. It's going to someone. It's going to someone. Right? How about less competition? So if you're an employee, mm-hmm. right, if you're dependent on somebody else for work, your competition level is through the roof. There are too many. There are a ton of people out there looking for what it is that you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. You're competing with, you know, thousands of other people for a one job. Not such good odds. But if you have your own side hustle... And you continue to do the thing that you're doing and you're building your business the right way with higher profit margins, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not structuring around huge amounts of debt, not structuring Mm -hmm. around huge amounts of leveraged, you know, whatever's Mm -hmm. right. All of a sudden your competition tends, tends to fade away because you were doing those proactive things in your business. You were getting in front of people, telling them what it is that you do, mm-hmm. right? You were you were doing proactive things. You weren't hitting the easy button. So you weren't posting all these Facebook ads. You weren't post, uh, you know, sending all these mailers or maybe you were, but you were just supplementing that with you're picking up the phone and door knocking. Right. Right? So you're doing the proactive things first. So when your competition is fizzling out because they can no longer afford to buy their leads, Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't know what it's like to generate leads proactively, right. you're you're not going to be competing with as many people. So that's, I mean, going back to that less competition, that's another way that there is less competition is that the people who don't know how to lead generate, the people who, who are, who have been dependent on those passive lead generation lead, um, tactics, those lead generation tactics, um, they're going to be failing. They are. And they're going to be looking for jobs and they're going to be getting out of that sales space that you have been sharing. So your competition starts to go away that way too. Exactly. What about real estate? You know, we talked about people going into foreclosure and all that sucks, but if you've been putting your money away, Uh if you've been storing it in preparation for a downturn, this is the best real estate time ever. For sure. Prices are low. People are getting rid of their homes because they want to get out, right? People are getting rid of their homes because they need, they they can't afford it anymore. You're in a position to help somebody at that point. Help them out of the situation that they are financially and get a good deal in the process, Mm -hmm. right? 
have, you know, when the bank does take back these foreclosures and they're, you know, everything around them, prices are going low. You have the opportunity to buy a property from the bank dirt cheap. Yep. Right. I mean, these are good times to buy real estate. These are the times that real true investors are going to go into a frenzy on. Right. Everything is on sale. (laughs) Fire sale time. Fire sale. You know, and that's it's true though. That's the opportunity that you're looking for. But again, this is a perspective thing, right? What were you doing? What were you doing during the hot market? Were you spending it all? Were you buying the Ferrari and the Corvette mm-hmm. and the jets and the boats and everything else? Were you living the lifestyle that you needed to, mm-hmm. or were you concentrating on that end game, that retirement, that mm-hmm. passive income stroke that you've been building with your rental properties? Hopefully you were. Hopefully. 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 And it's funny because you're moving into, uh, or I should say next on your notes is that in stocks, you now have opportunities to buy. And so when we're talking about the market taking a big dive, whether it's in real estate or, you know, the stock markets either way, uh, in the stocks, there's uh, an acronym, BTFD, buy the dip. That's right. Buy the dip. But that's the point, right? Buy low, sell high. I mean, that's the essential core of any type of sales, right? Sure, there are other strategies investing. on how to make, yeah, investing anyways. There are other strategies on how to make money in the stock market, right? Even mm-hmm. when things are going up or things are going down. Or sideways. But you can't beat the fact that things are going to be priced so low, mm-hmm. you can get them on the cheap. That's right. And then they will bounce back because almost everything comes back, right? Yep. And you're taking advantage of that dip. So before we go into uh, our next topic here, which is perspective and preparation. Well, actually, no, you pretty much got it all right here. Yeah, I tried. Perspective and preparation. So it's all about education, really. It really is, dude. It it's all really about education. About- so if if you are running into, if we're getting into a situation where the market is turning, whether it's real estate or stocks, it makes no difference to you where the market is if you're not educated and prepared to take advantage of it. Nah, man. I like that saying, luck favors the prepared. Right? Luck favors the prepared. Dude, opportunities are around you every single day. The difference is, are you prepared to take advantage of the opportunity? Right? One of my favorite uh, one of my favorite influencers, right? Because that's a thing these days, mm-hmm. is Gary Vee. Right? Gary Vee. Gary Vee made most of his money in the angel investor phase. Right? He made a ton of money, you know, when YouTube first came out with Wine Library and stuff like that. But... He didn't go out and blow it. He took that money, turned it around, and he was an angel investor. He's one of those first people who was an angel investor in, you know, these little companies like Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tiny right? company. You know, little tiny companies like, you know, Snapchat, or I don't exactly remember the companies, but some of these major companies that went big, right? Mm-hmm. And so he took some, he took his profits, and even though at the time was small, he bought, I guess you can even say... <laughs> When the thing was in the ground, when it meant nothing, but he saw the opportunity of what it was going to be, mm-hmm. put his money in the pot, and then when it's blown up where it is, now his now his fifty thousand dollar investment here, hundred thousand dollar investment there, turns into multi million dollars, right? I guess it's a good thing he didn't invest in MySpace instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's the point, right? He makes his own luck. I make my own luck mm-hmm. is what we like to say, right? So luck favors the prepared. If you're prepared to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented in front of you and you're paying attention to what's going on, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. But if you're too concerned, if you're more concerned with wearing the fanciest clothes and driving the fanciest car and having the nicest house, then you're never going to have anything left over to grow on. 
Right. And that's the problem that most of us fall into is we tend to want to keep up with the Joneses oh, yeah. or be the Joneses for that matter. Yep. And so we like to spend money. We love to spend money. We so love to spend money. So what are we doing to be prepared? Well, we got to stop spending so much money. I mean, seriously, it's that easy. It's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut your expenses, right? You got to set money aside. You got to be ready to buy and you got to elevate your skills. Cut your expenses. Go through your P&L. I hope you even have a P&L. If you've never heard the term P&L, you got a problem if you're in business. That's your profit for and loss sure. statement, right? But you know what? I mean, you should have a P&L even for your personal expenses too, you know? You really we should. We talk about, uh, what do we call it? We call it the uh, income statement and balance sheet. Mm-hmm. I swear, sometimes I, my, my brain just, you know... It's taking a slow turn, man. <laughs> must be Tuesday. It must be Tuesday. It's like <laughs> wide right, wide right. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the, the income statement and balance sheet, and it's basically how much money is coming in every month and how much money is going out every month and where is it going. And, and you on- should be focusing your attention when you're looking at that income statement is what's going out. Your biggest going out expense should eventually be your savings. Your savings. It should for right. most people, your biggest expense is going to be where you live. Oh, Usually, okay. I was going to say booze. <laughs> <laughs> Guess that's just me. That's just you. <laughs> but, but, I mean, usually it's, it's where you're living, right? Rent or mortgage. But over time, the idea is to have more money going into your storage. I want to start calling it storage instead of savings, right? Good call. Good Should call. be going into your storage for opportunities like the ones we're about to see really soon. Yep. Right? So, make sure you're... Cutting the expenses, whether it's your business or whether it's your personal. Cut the stuff you don't need. Stop spending so much money on that, you know, karaoke night. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Right? Put that money away for yourself and then be ready to buy. And lastly, make sure you elevate your skills. Elevate your skills. Be educated. Whether you want to be educated in real estate, you want to be educated in the stock market, whatever it is, whatever discipline that you want to learn, find sources to learn it. I don't care if it's comic books. Whatever it is. I don't care what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, those trade for big monies. Right? Those trade for big monies, for sure. uh, Since I had the Gary Vee thing, he has the mug life. Mug life. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about mug life. Uh, He's he's going around and buying things at garage sales and reselling them on eBay, right? And it's awesome because he's, he's not making a ton of money on each deal. Maybe he's making 10, 15, 20 bucks, maybe 50 bucks on something that's really good. Uh huh. But. It's like, you know, you're going around all day on one day and you're buying stuff in garage sales or, you know, for us it would be swap meets or whatever. Sure. I mean, if you buy 10, 15 items and you make, you know, 10, 20 bucks each one, that's a good, that's you know, a couple hundred bucks yeah. a month. That's extra money that you put aside for yourself in your storage. Right. There you go. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Anyways, mug life is because people, you know, people tend to want to have nice coffee mugs. Right, mm. something that's a conversation starter. Yeah. But coffee mugs also break all the time. <laughs> so he'll go around, he'll buy mugs for like a quarter a piece or whatever, and sell them for like six bucks. It's not that much money, but I mean, he's getting them all day long. Yeah, why so not? all day long, all day long selling mugs. So he has a little hashtag mug life. Mug life, I love <laughs> it. That's hilarious. So you know, it's a cool thing. So, anyways, elevate your skills. Find something that you love to do. Something that's gonna make you a little bit more money. Maybe you need coaching to elevate your skills because you're already in a specific profession, right? Doesn't matter what it is. Listen to podcasts related to the things you love to do. Listen to our podcast on a daily basis, right? Make well, sure you leave us an iTunes review for too. sure. Yeah, I mean, you were just bagging on me about karaoke, but. I got offered a job to be a karaoke DJ. See what I mean? Doesn't so matter what your passion is, 
find a way to monetize it. There you go. You do that and you're going to prepare yourself for when the economy changes. At the very least, that money that you earn needs to go back to work for you, right? So what are your strongest spokes? If you are talking about um, preparing yourself for a changing market, income spokes. If you're dependent on that one job, you're in trouble. Right. Never be dependent on one spoke. If you have one spoke, that's not a good wheel. That's a that's a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> you need to have multiple spokes, at least three different income uh, sources, if not more. Got to be right? strong spokes if it's just three. Just three, it's got to be very strong spokes. You want to have up to five different spokes. And it works the same for lead generation. If you're in sales, if you're in business, you need to be generating new leads. And they need to be strong spokes that you're generating leads from. In real estate, we like to do for sale by owners. We like to do um, expired listings. We have our our circle of influence. We do uh, BPOs. I mean, there's a number of different things that we can do. But these are different spokes where new leads can consistently come from. So when the economy changes, maybe we're not doing BPOs anymore, but now we can do short sales and foreclosures, REOs, right? Mm -hmm. That spoke might get a little bit stronger. So be prepared by having multiple ways of generating leads and their strong spokes. Having multiple ways of generating income and their strong spokes. Make sure that you do the most important thing starting today to be prepared for tomorrow and that's start to take action. Don't wait. Don't wait. Future you is going to look back at you today and either thank you or curse you out. (laughs) One of those two things is going to happen. So don't live with regret tomorrow. Start taking action today. Make sure you go to our website, csfirst.com. Click on the free coaching call. Get the help you need. And as always, please go to iTunes. And, uh, you know, rate our podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think. We love to hear from you. We've been getting more and more ratings. And we appreciate every single person who's been listening. If you have any general questions, you can send us an email, hernan at csfirst.com or james at csfirst.com. And then join the conversation on Twitter at businessbrospod. By the way, we start, we've start. we done uh, two Facebook Lives. Two of them so far. Two. Woo-hoo. We're going to be doing some more Facebook Lives. So as find us. As of this recording. Yeah, as of this recording, right? So find us at See Us First and uh, catch our ugly mugs on Facebook Live. We'd love to see you. Give you a thumbs up. Drop a question. We'd love to hear from you. That's all we got from you guys for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out.